Welcome to Suspish. This is Andy. And Kelly. Did you like my intro this time? It was surprising. It was surprising? Hmm. Yeah. At least I keep it interesting. Keep it 100, friend. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. So, do we have any business to take care of this morning? Afternoon? We have a lot of business, but I don't know about anything for the pod. Well, I actually have... Two updates. Uh, I have one update. Thank oh. you very much. Don't get yourself ahead. Oh. Um, but I do have an update because the um, Idaho college student murders, Idaho. Moscow murders, um, consume my life. Yeah. She told me today, she's like, I want everyone to agree on a title because <laughs> I don't like Idaho murders. It just is very unspecific. You know what I'm saying? The Idaho murders. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like nothing else happens in Idaho. Yeah, I guess. That's true. I don't know. But it has consumed my life where I literally think about it all day long. And I at least talk about it once a day. Did I tell you our most listener base is Florida? Oh. And Michigan. Hello, Florida like, above, man. We're from Pennsylvania. Above Pennsylvania, we have Florida and Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't even know anybody in Florida. Well, I do. I do. Nobody in Michigan, though. No. no. <laughs> I don't know one single person. No. But I, I know someone hey, from Michigan. Hey, Michigan. Hi, Florida. Hey, Florida man. Thanks for joining. Shout out to Germany, too. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check it recently. We had people from the UK last time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We're, 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 we're reaching the globe. We are international women. <laughs> in... No, I don't know what else. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. Anyways, so here, here we are. Back out again with the white vans and an update <laughs> on, Damn, Daniel. <laughs> on the Idaho College Student Murders. So, as we discussed last episode, in my last update about this, Hell yeah. uh, police were on the lookout for a 2011 to 2013 white Hyundai. I can't, I always want to say Hyundai. You said this last episode. Did I? Yeah. Oh, well, it, I, like, I literally have to think about how to say it. So. I think maybe in like Japanese it's Hyundai. I don't know. It just sounds better. It looks the way... That's the way it looks, so... Hyundai. We, we fucking say, get the Y out of here. Right? We don't need the Y. <laughs> yeah. Why is the Y there? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it hasn't been unconfirmed but by police, but a 2013 white Hyundai Elantra was found in Eugene, Oregon. Um, this car was similar to the one police were looking for in the case. Um, like, it had tinted windows and things like that. Um, it was found crashed and abandoned in a parking lot with the license plate removed. <gasps> Um, it's about seven hours away from Moscow, Eugene, Oregon is. But what's weird is Eugene, Oregon is where Madison Mogan, one of the victims, was born. She was born in Eugene, Oregon. She grew up there or she was just born there? Um, it kind of sounds like maybe she was there for a little bit, but she didn't, like, she primarily grew up in Idaho. Mm. So I don't know how long she would have been there for, but isn't that bizarre? Did they have, like, I don't know if you know this, but did they have, like, the stickers? Like, you know how we have stickers that have the VIN number on it? Yes, they do have the VIN number for that car. Mm. I've seen some speculation on that, but I don't want to comment on it because... It's speculation. It's very much speculation. This is pretty much speculation, but at least it's... They did find a car. Yeah. Whether it is related, I'm not sure, but... And Andy just showed me a video, video, like, they left the car there. Yeah, like the car is completely abandoned. Like there's, they didn't even, they didn't didn't even seem like police. Like I think that people could still go there and find this car. But it looks like like the one window is smashed out. There's heartburn medication (laughs) in the car. The only thing I will, the only thing I will say about the car is if it was belonging to someone who committed these murders, there would be blood in that car. 
There's no way the killer got out. Without being bloody. Unless. And the seats in this car that they found are white. Unless he took it off before he got in the car. Took what off? Like, I pictured, like, a man in a hazmat suit. Do you think? But that requires so much premeditation. So does killing four people. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're looking into this car. Um, But, yeah. That was found. So, we will see. We're both on the train of it's not a first time guy. Yeah, a lot of criminal profilers seem to, like, I don't know. I guess I'm not a criminal profiler. So, maybe they're right and I'm not. Maybe you should be. Maybe I should be. Point me in the direction of how to do that and let me know. Well, (laughs) my person can help you with this. Um, But I, I don't, I can't believe it would be a first time offender. First of all, you're going into this house of unknown. There's so many unknowns. And you're not scared. You're not terrified. And then you stab one person. There's so much blood that's coming out the, the walls of the house. That's a lot of blood to deal with. Yeah. And plus, you'd be tired from stabbing multiple people because stabbing is very personal and very Even hard if work. it was just rage, like it'd wear off in a time to kill four people. There is another update in this case. So I guess there is two updates, but it's the same case. So... Mm. <clears throat> Um, a new surveillance video was released um, of Maddie and Kaylee walking away from that food truck um, that we talked about. I think we talked about it during our Idaho episode. Um, and they are seen walking with the man in the hoodie that everyone kind of speculated maybe had, was following them, was following them, or watching them, whatever. Um, but they're actually talking and walking with him like they're friends, like, he must have been there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like, he wasn't being creepy. Like, when they were they were walking, the three of them all talking. That doesn't mean he wasn't being creepy. No, but it seemed like they were comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, in the footage, it shows Kaylee asking, um, Maddie, what did you say to Adam? <gasps> Adam? <laughs> and Maddie responds, I told him everything. Oh. Yeah. So... That's weird. That sounds like more they were, like, arguing than anything, like, to me. Yeah, if you watch the video, it kind of seems like Kaylee's, like, upset that Maddie might have said something to this Adam. I don't know who Adam is. But it does seem like new information is coming out every day. So hopefully we will at least get a suspect soon. Yeah, that's all we want. Like, just give us a name. But, like, everyone was speculating that it was this jack guy at the food truck and he was being creepy but like now it kind of seems like maybe it's not him i mean i guess it still could be even though they're comfortable walking with him but just weird i don't know i just like from my experience like we were just talking about this earlier that even though like if i'm like in a friend group with people like some people just give me a bad vibe and i don't want to be around them but it didn't seem like they didn't want to be around him. Mm-hmm. Like when, if he, I don't. But I'm not going to seem like that to the, their face either. Like. Yeah, but it just seems like they were a bit like, they're all walking like together, like mm-hmm. in a group. It's not like he's walking in front of them or behind them. Mm-hmm. Like they're all pretty close when they're walking. So I wouldn't, mm-hmm. the, the, the vibes from the video don't appear to be that they were threatened by him or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think they did release that just to be like, okay, everyone's thinking it's him. Well, it's not. Yeah. And here's why. You know what I mean? But -hmm. then if that eliminates him as a suspect. They're just eliminating everybody. I don't fucking know anymore. (laughs) Just the community is safe, right? I don't know. I mean, nothing else has so far happened. Mm -hmm. There was a standoff with police 
not far from Moscow. Um, and they ended up killing the suspect. Like, he locked himself in, uh... Over what? I don't remember the circumstances. Um, but they said it was unrelated. And the suspect is dead in that instance, so... I don't know what. Moscow is wiling out here. Yeah, you don't hear this a lot from Idaho. Yeah, right? You don't hear anything from Idaho, so... Yeah, or at least, I mean, we're on the East Coast, so... Yeah, that's true. We probably don't get that. The East Coast is out here wiling every day. Yeah, like, (laughs) we got our own shit to deal with. (laughs) But yeah, so hopefully... Hopefully something comes of this very soon, because I'm getting frustrated. And I need to sleep at night. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Let's move on, then. (laughs) Enough of my ramblings. (laughs) All right. No, that was the fakest laugh I ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so um, a lot of my case comes from a criminal profiler. My next job. Named Pat Brown. Is Pat Brown a woman or a man? Not that it matters, but I was just wondering. Pat, go either way. A woman. I think he's Patricia, but she goes by Pat. Okay. Um, she actually worked on this case when it first happened. Well, like a year after it happened. Okay. Um, and she actually posts videos in, on cases she worked on her YouTube channel. So, if you want to... you have her YouTube that. handle? I think it's just Pat Brown. Oh. Well, shout out to Pat Brown. Shout out to Pat Brown. All right. So, this story... I don't want to give it away just yet. Suspense. The suspense, you know. This story follows an engaged couple, um, James Christopher Crown. I said, <laughs> I said Brown, but it's Johnson. James <laughs> Christopher Johnson that went by Chris, and he was around 35 at the time, and Andrea Sincotta. Okay. And she was 52. Okay, and they were engaged. They were engaged. Okay. So, like, there's a, there's a little age gap there. Yeah, I'm not judging... But, but she's judging. I'm not. <clears throat> How big of an age gap is that? Mm, I can't years. math in my head. Under 10 years. So, like, under 10? Mm-hmm. Right? No. No. Oh, God, no. Under you 20. tell me about my math. Under 20. Yeah, if you're under 20, you're probably, like, 15-ish. 15 to 17. 13 to 17. We'll go 13 yeah. to 17. Yeah, that's our range. 13. Someone do the math. I don't 13. know. Not me. 13. Okay, so 13-year age no. gap. Okay, I've had enough. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so they had a little age gap. Um, Chris worked in both construction and at Home Depot. Okay. And Andrea was a librarian. Okay. She had an adult son. Didn't say how old he was at the time, but I believe he's 49 now. Okay, and how long ago this happened? 1998. Oh, okay. So, okay. <clears throat> and um, she had an adult son with a previous marriage. His name's Kevin. Okay. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. They lived in Arlington, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. Okay. Been there before. Yeah, we've been there. Um, We actually go to Washington and then Arlington for the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All that's, um, if you went to high school in Pennsylvania, that's all you did for field trips. Yeah, you went to Washington, (laughs) D.C. They actually lived in her condo. Okay. So she didn't, it was like... It's, I don't, what's the difference between a condo and an apartment? Is it like you own it, but it's like I think in you a can complex? own a condo. I don't really, yeah. I would say maybe that's the right answer. Okay. I don't really know. But it was. I don't have either, so I don't know. a condo in Arlington, Virginia. <clears throat> okay. Um, they lived together for seven years and worked together for did eight. Did Kevin live there or he was like out on his own at this point? 
Uh, he graduated college already. I think he was just out on his own. Okay. Um, they were together for eight years, and they were planning the honeymoon in Paris. Love that for them. And I'm like, a librarian and a construction worker honeymooning in Paris? Because it's the 90s. And you could do that in the 90s <laughs> you on those salaries. <laughs> um, it says, in all accounts, Chris and Kevin got along very well, and they liked each other. Did you say how long they were together? Eight years. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. So, when he was in his 20s, they got together. Yeah. So, here we go. On August 21st, 1998. Wait, is this case going to be bad? Like, am I going to bang my head off a wall? I feel like I'm going to bang my head off a wall. Uh, yeah. Okay, go on. Chris went to work as usual, and he returned home around 6 p.m. Okay. He was planning, actually, to have a date night with Andrea. Like, he was going to take her home, go out on a date, like, whatever. But he arrived home, and remember, this is the 90s. So, no cell phones. Yeah. So, you can't just... Like, car phones. Where are you? Um, yeah. I don't know if they had one, though. Doesn't yeah. mean everyone had one. No. Um, he arrived home to find her purse and Honda Civic missing. Oh. So he thought, he just assumed she was out. Because yeah. they don't have cell phones, he can't just call her. Like, he wouldn't be worried if her purse and her car is missing. Yeah, so it's like she left. Yeah, it looks like she just left. Um, and not, like, left him. Just <laughs> like, on her out. own will, just, like, went maybe to the grocery store or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and he went on with his night. But around 9 p.m., he was like, you know, where, where is, she? is she? And he said he was, like, doing laundry, and the neighbor saw him all, so, like, he, he was just doing his own thing. Like, he wasn't acting weird or anything. But he made sure the neighbor saw him. Dun dun. Um, he <laughs> called around, like, her friends, her family, To establish the an alibi that he's miss- she's missing. <laughs> the hospital. You aren't going to bite yourself in the butt. Even called in the hospital, and there was no sign of Andrea. Hmm. So he decides to go to sleep. And Pat Brown brought a good point. She's like, if it were a woman, like, she'd be pacing around the house, not be able to sleep. Be no men. They'll just go to sleep. Yeah, right? That is true, I guess. Because I was like, oh, my God. How did he go to sleep? (laughs) I would have been in my car. I would have been looking. I would have had a whole search party and man's asleep. Yeah, man's sleeping. So about 1.30 in the morning, he wakes up and he, like, pats the bed and Andrew's still not home. No shit, my, my guy. And... He said he sees now the closet is a jar. Now we see the closet is a jar? Yeah. Door is a jar? Door is a jar. Door is a jar. <laughs> Was that Scary Godmother? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he decides to check the closet. When he opens the door, he finds Andrea's body curled up on the floor in a fetal position. What? She was clearly dead, cold, everything, and he immediately called 911. Are you good? No. Are you ready to continue? Uh, no, I'm not because... Um... <laughs> no <laughs> man didn't go on the, he was doing laundry yeah he didn't put the laundry away oh he's a man he's a man he's a man and like by all accounts like the laundry was like not in their apartment like he had to leave oh right they're in a condo so he probably would have had to either go to like a laundry room or yeah something along those lines uh, but <laughs> he didn't get changed he came home from work right mm-hmm and, like, construction workers are dirty. Mm-hmm. I didn't say if he was working construction that day or at Home Depot. Either like, way. Either way. It's gross. I mean, I guess maybe all of his clothes aren't in the closet. I'd come home from Target and take a shower. So. Yeah. Well, Target's dirty and disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand how he didn't go in the closet all day. 
I mean, I guess neither does my husband. No. But. But you already have your stuff laying out for him. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So. I don't know. Police immediately. I'm not believing Chris over here. Police immediately interrogate Chris. No as shit. As they should. Yeah. Um, obviously, they. What, put- question. So she was. Sorry. I'm trying to get my facts straight. I think I'm going to get a dry erase board for us. Yeah. And I'm going to start writing facts on it just so we keep her facts yeah, straight. Yeah, because I get lost too. And maybe we'll make it a visual one day. We'll, we'll yeah. make this a visual podcast one day. <laughs> I'll be like, while Andy's writing, have this jaunty tune. <laughs> um, so she was found naked in the fetal position. In the not closet. naked. Oh, she wasn't found naked. Okay, I guess that was my question and I just assumed. Yeah. So not naked. Not naked. No purse. She, no purse. Okay. No car. Okay. Um, apparently she was like in like a slip. Okay, like you would wear to bed, I guess. Yeah. And we'll get later. Um, obviously, Chris was the main suspect. Yeah. I so, currently feel the same way at the moment. After the interrogation, Chris went to see Kevin and Kevin's father. So, that, and so Kevin does not live with them. Okay. Um, this is Andrea's ex-husband. Okay. That night. And on his way home, he finds Andrea's car. Where? At um, Kevin's. No. Her car found was found in southeast Washington, D.C. So Arlington's west of Washington, D.C., this is found in southeast Washington. Why was he there, though? Why was Chris there? Because he was driving back. It doesn't say where they lived, but he was driving back from... So we Chris could assume that maybe... From the Kevin lived. and Kevin's father's house. Yeah, okay. So he sees it, and obviously he knew that was going to, like, oh, I found her car. This is going to make me work even worse. So he, he didn't call. No, he immediately called. Oh, okay. But he just remembers. He says he remembers, saying, like, this is going to make me look even worse. But I'm well, calling yeah. it in because oh, okay. well, I good. found her car. Yeah. Um... So, but Pat Brown said it would take about 25 minutes to drive the car there from their house, from their condo. Okay. But to Metro home, if they didn't have a car and no one picked them up, it'd take about an hour and a half. So with him seeing the people, the neighbor seeing him, it wouldn't match up if it was Chris. Okay. Because he was at home doing laundry. Neighbors all saw him. Can we confirm that he was at work? Till six? Yes. We okay. We can confirm that. We can completely confirm that. And we'll find out, like, the time she died, like, there's no... So, with the neighbors seeing him and... The, the timeline, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't work out unless he had someone pick him up. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. But I, I'm assuming someone would come forward and say, hey, I Chris pick, Chris pick, picked Chris up in Southie, Washington by the car. All right, so, obviously, just to reiterate, neighbors. Neighbors. Saw Chris. Saw Chris. Couldn't get back from Southeast Washington in time. Unless he was a time traveler. <gasps> I didn't think of that. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Chris Johnson. James Chris Johnson. See, he's trainer. got two first names. It's not okay. I mean, your middle name is also a first name, but. Oh. Yeah. Everyone's is, usually. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Never thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so before we go any further, I just want to give a little background on the Arlington Police Department. They don't sound like they're great. investigative team. Are they great or are they terrible? Oh, they're terrible. Oh, okay. Because you're highlighting them. So they're either awesome or they suck. Yeah. So. Do they get better? <laughs> the face she gave me was just pure disappointment. <laughs> so, Detective Robert Carrick, which was also on this case, 
is known for... Well, wasn't she on this case? Yes, but she's a criminal profile. Oh, okay. So she's not really, like... She's not, like, really associated. In the business, yeah. She's gotcha. in the business, but not... But not in the business. Not, like, associated with the police department. Got it, okay. Like, she doesn't work for the police department. Got it. So she could talk shit. She could talk shit. Okay. Um, so, Detective Robert Carrig is known for getting false confessions. Love that for him. And in the murder of Caroline Ham, I believe it was 1983. Mm-hmm. Um... David Vasquez was a man with low IQ, and he they brought him in as a suspect. Um, Why? Just based on the fact he had low IQ? Pretty much. Great. Um, he was just, like, known in the area. Yeah. Carrig and another detective, Texan Shelton, coerced a confession from this man. I think I believe they said that his IQ was around 70. Is that low? I believe so. I think, yeah, I like, the normal is, like, a little above 100. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Um... They would say things like, did you tie her up? And then Vasquez would answer, if she said I did, but she was murdered. Yeah. And then they'd be like, with what? And then he goes, a rope. They'd go, no. A belt. No. Remember in the sunroom when you cut, what you cut down or you use? And then Vasquez was like, a clothesline? And they were like, no, the Venetian blinds cords. And then Vasco was like, that's like a rope, right? And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's what you were talking about. Like, that's um, what you meant by the no, rope. No, you just led that man to come to that conclusion. Completely led that But man. I, know, I never understood people who give false confessions. Like, if someone was like, you did, I'd be like, uh, no. But he doesn't, like, it's usually like. Yeah, that's true. Like, mentally you said he had a, yeah, a low people. IQ, so. Like, like Jesse and Miss Kelly in the Westminster Free case. Yeah. Like, they yeah. usually don't know what's going on yeah. enough to. Yeah. Know that this is happening. Like, they just trust that. There's a, a person of authority, so they're... Yeah. So, basically, Carrick would give Vasquez the answer, and he would repeat it back. And he Vasquez eventually got convicted for this. But how do they accept that in a court of law? Like, I how does a jury convict, convict based on that? Unless the, I, believe, I, mean... I believe he did get out, though. I believe that they figured it out eventually that it was not him. Yeah. Um... I feel like you're doing a lot of cases lately where people are like, mm, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so back to 1998. So remember there. I was one year old. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> August 1998 was the year before I was born. Yes. Yes. Um, remember they're interrogating Chris again for finding the car. And, you know, his wife in the closet. But go on. Yes. But I meant like. They okay, did yeah, the yeah. first interrogation after we found her. Now they, he called the car, so they're like, we're bringing me It's just so bro. freaky to me that, like, he was asleep. Yeah. And at 1.30 in the morning, it, yeah, he woke he up. Yeah, but he did, it wouldn't have been easier for him to just call when he got home. And, be and like, said oh, she I found her, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's just like, to, what I'm saying is it's freaky that he woke up at 1.30 in the morning and then noticed the door like isn't that bizarre door. especially at 1 30 in the morning i'd be like uh-uh unless, no that like, closet's fine what are you talking about and then to like, find that 1 30 in the morning <gasps> unless, i probably like, would have passed in away. the course of rigor mortis she moved <clears throat> open the door sorry <laughs> that's disgusting. like that could have happened like in the course of the body decomposing it oh, i don't want to think door. about that yeah i know what you're saying but where it couldn't maybe it wasn't a jar all day yeah because we'll find the t- i'll tell you the time of death in a bit mm. And there's no way he could have done it. But anyway, so Detective Carrick gave him I'm a never story. never opening a closet again. 
<laughs> you have to do laundry. I don't like. Unlike your- Chris, I have to do laundry. Put it away. I don't like your children's closets. They give me the creeps because they're like they're like deep. Yeah. They're not. They're deep, and it freaks me out. It doesn't bug me. It deep freaks me out a lot, especially sleeping in your son's room. No, Mm-mm. won't do it again. Anyway, <laughs> so is that why you sleep on the couch when you sleep at my house? I had such a bad nightmare in your son's room that there was someone in the closet. Maybe that's why my son doesn't sleep in his own room either. <laughs> it was like, I can vividly remember the guy. It was like, like the guy was white, like not pale, like white, like a sheet of paper. Like white. Slenderman? And he had like, he had like, like a spiky haircut that was brown and he was just, I, I don't know, it just freaked me out and I will not sleep in there. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Now that we're all good and freaked out sitting in the living room here. Yeah. Um, Detective Care gave him a story to follow as well as trying to get to convince, confess. Care tried to say that they got in a fight. Mm-hmm. And that Chris got so mad that he killed her. Like, it was a rage. Please tell me Chris was just like, meh. No. He did say Chris had said he had a vision of her slipping out of his arms, slumping on the floor and hitting her head and him falling on top of her. I was like, Chris, why would you say that? I don't know. I have no idea what this was about. Was it a dream? Was this when he was found her? Like, he held her and she slipped and fell when he, she was already dead and he fell over? Stop. What if it was a dream and that's when he woke up and found the closet? Was I <gasps> Like, because... That's so raven over here. Because they thought they had him. Like, with this, they're like, oh, she hit her head. But she did not hit her head. She did not have blood flow trauma. She was strangled. <gasps> so, that wouldn't have been a confession either way. Cause Unless he's holding her, strangling her. She slips and falls during the struggle, and he lands on top of her, strangling her. I don't know. But, like, that's just weird. Like, I don't, I think it was more like a, like, everyone described Chris as teddy bear. Like, he was a big guy, but, like, a jolly man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm still not trusting Chris at this point. We're still not friends yet. Okay. He's got to prove himself to me. They also found that Andrea took off of work that day to meet a friend for lunch. Oh, who said friend? Cheater. We didn't bring up who it was. Cheater. But she did not make it to lunch. Oh. They believe that the time of death was in the morning. So before Chris went to work? No. He's a construction worker. He probably goes to work at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm, Not necessarily. But... Well, I'll tell you the time of death. Okay. okay. It was 7.40 in the morning. Which he still could have made it to work for 8 o'clock. But apparently he was at work. Like, that's, like, a thing. That's a solid thing that he was at work. Okay, Chris, I see you. At this time. Like, at work. Okay. Um, This would make it almost impossible for Chris to be murdered because he was at work and they have that time. I don't, doesn't give me the times he was at work, but they said that it is confirmed he was there the whole day. Okay. Okay. Um, there was also no motive. They weren't married yet. Yeah, but I there's mean, no life insurance. Domestic dispute. The condos was hers. So the only thing would be the rage thing that the detectives brought up. Um, and Pat Brown, if it were an outside guy, she said you would have to know who lived there because the way their condo was set up, it's not like you could see into it, like off of the street. Okay. So you'd have to know that Andrea was in there. And target that specific condo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, they did say, like, a couple things were missing around the house. 
Well, her purse and car. Her purse and car. Well, and they like, found their car. Did they? Ref- did, was, the per- was the purse in the car? They don't say. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> so this is where Kevin, Andrew's son, mm-hmm. calls in the Pat, Pat Brown, the criminal profiler. Okay, so Kevin hires Pat. Yes. And this was about 1999, so about a year later. Okay. And this is the first time they hear about the computer guy. The computer guy? Yeah, the computer guy. It's always the computer guy, isn't yeah. it? So, now we'll go on to see who this computer guy is. Um, this was an account from her son, Kevin, that he told Pat Brown. Okay. That there was a trash master's truck outside her condo. So, like a trash truck. She walked up to the man in the tr- in the truck and asked him if they could take her old computer with him. Okay. She thought it was, like, a trash company. Okay, so she went out there with her old computer and said, can you take this? Yes. Okay. Um, they informed her that they were not a trash company. The fuck are you? They, like, worked on, like, mailboxes and, like, security stuff. Like, like locks and stuff. That's weird, okay. But why they call trash matches, the world may never know. <laughs> Ask, call That's elusive. Trash I don't know if they're still a company, but call them and be like, what the fuck is the name of that? Right? Like, false advertising. Um. So he said they're not a trash company. And why but... are they in a truck? Like, I pictured a garbage truck. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but they would take, He, the guy said he'd take the computer for personal use. Like, he's like, oh, if you're giving it away, like, I'll take it. Yeah. And so she invited him inside and gave him the computer, like, Right into her house, took her to her bedroom, gave her the computer. Okay. Um, she also gave him her phone number if he had any problems. Okay. And this man was Bobby Joe Leonard. Bobby Joe? BJ. Mm. BJ Leonard. Okay, BJ. We don't like BJ. But how does Kevin know this story? I guess his mom told him that. Because this that she didn't die on that day. Okay, okay. No. Like, this was a story that she's like, oh, I got something to give away on my computer, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, back to the car. When they found the car... The there was a Trash Masters yes. car. No. <laughs> no. You looked at me and I had so much hope. I was like, yes, I solved the case. No, you didn't. Um, the clutch in the car was destroyed. So, it was a manual. Okay. So, someone did not know how to drive a stick. Yeah. Chris knows how to drive a stick. Okay. He works in construction, like, all that kind of stuff. What does that have to do with prison? I don't know. I assume they're all stick driving. No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how far away was this? What? How far away was the car found? Southeast Washington. It's like a 25-minute drive. So. Okay, but that's far drive through, for someone. Through Washington, though, so it's probably not a far drive. It's probably just a traffic field drive. Yeah, but if you drive a stick, I mean, I've only attempted to drive a stick a handful of times. Well, that's why it was destroyed. But you wouldn't necessarily, you'd stall out. You'd keep stalling out. Someone would notice you stalling well, the car out. I was destroyed. <laughs> but like someone would have well, took we'll notice. to the neighborhood that it was found in. We'll get to the neighborhood. Like, I don't know. I feel like you would have a hard, you would have a very hard time making it on a 25 minute drive. You did not know how to drive a stick. Clutch destroyed. So Brown, Pat Brown, always like, this guy did not know how to drive a stick. Like, okay. it is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, the car was almost not being able to move again because fucking destroyed it. Big years. I just, I don't know. Um, car people, reach out. Would you be able to make and, it 25 minutes driving a stick? Yeah. If you didn't know how to drive uh, well, a stick? Well, I'll ask your husband later. Yeah, he'd probably know. 
He'd be like, you? No. You and family get down the road. Me, me. <laughs> and she also hypothesized they live near where the car was dumped. Okay. He was there. She was like. Trash guy lives was, near there. He was, yes. <laughs> he was going home because. But why would he take the car? That's silly. But he didn't leave it at his house. He just left it in the neighbor. Yeah, but that's silly. It is silly, but people are silly. Can't tell you. Um, so, so the car was dumped in a black neighborhood. So it gets the story. So they would notice if Chris, this large white dude, dumped it there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they like she interviewed the neighborhood and be like, we would have noticed if we saw him here because he would have been so out of place. Yeah, okay. So. They brown. Nobody pat- noticed this car going beep, 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 beep. That's what I just pictured. Um, pat Brown called the Trash Masters Company, and they learned that Leonard was a black man that lived in Southeast Washington. Okay. And he could not drive stick. <laughs> why is it, they? Why do they just know that fact? Because their company vehicle was a stick, and he couldn't drive it. Okay. So that truck. But also, a lot of people didn't know how to drive. Like, don't. I, I mean, maybe in 1998, maybe it was more prevalent, but right now. Meh. Yeah. But I feel like cars back then were, like, manual, too. They were, yeah. But it just depends on the car. Yeah. So are we ready? Are we ready? Yes. Leonard, at the time, when Pat Brown found this out, was currently in jail and going on trial for the rape of a 13-year-old girl that he dumped in a closet. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Was she raped? Andrea? We'll get to it, but it's inconclusive. Okay. Um, the 13-year-old had ran away from home and was staying with Leonard and his girlfriend at the time. Oh, well, that's just silly. Um, he tricked her into thinking he was going to help her. She was going to help him with some work to get some work done for her. I hope his girlfriend's not with him. No. Is she a slime ball? No. Okay, sorry. She we'll get to, she, she gets more into this later. Okay. And... Um, so he takes her to these apartment buildings. I don't... I assume, like... I, I don't know. I guess she assumed that she was taking him to work. Okay. Um, so he ended up raping her at these apartments, strangling her, and dumping her in the closet. But didn't kill her. He thought she was dead. Okay. Much like Andrew had been found. Yes. Strangled and dumped in the closet. Um, she just fell unconscious, and he didn't know. Like, he thought... Okay. She okay, now how her. when did this occur versus when Andrea was found? This was after Andrea. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe like not much after, but after I believe. Okay. Um she fell unconscious, which she did not know. So she woke up after he left and got someone to call the police. Now just to show how this man is, uh-huh. the police showed up at Leonard's door and he goes, Are you here because of the fraud? The fraud? Yeah. We don't know what the fraud is, but... Man, you just don't out yourself for fraud. Yeah. Well, now I need to know what fraud there, BJ. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, I could not have raped her because she's dead. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> I don't know what that logic is. Sir. So, Pat Brown... How did actually... you know if she was dead? How would he know? <laughs> exactly. Like, this, this man... We'll get to this man, like, in the next part. It's great. Does he have a low IQ? Sounds I like think he's he got does. a little IQ. I think he does. Like, based on the trial for this, because Pat Brown decided 
like she's looking into this guy so she's gonna attend his hearing mm-hmm. well um, didn't the like police be like okay well this sounds awfully familiar that's what you would think you would think. you would think you would think <laughs> pat brown was like yeah this sounds familiar and the the arlington police were just like hmm that's weird that's suspicious <laughs> literally so at this <laughs> at his trial in the ted brundy daryl brooks of all he represented himself the man like why do they feel the need to do this i don't get it like guys and the poor 13 year old had to be questioned on the stand by, by the him stand. oh my gosh if i were her parents well, she was estranged from her parents right that's why she ran away yeah and he mm. goes to her, you know I didn't do this. And she goes, yeah, you did. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> and that was his case was, you know I didn't do this. And she was like, yeah, you did. Case closed. Over. Yeah. <laughs> no so, further questions. So he really didn't have a case and he was found guilty. No shit. And he found Jesus. After they all sentence, do. At his sentencing. like He didn't find Jesus at the trial, but like a month or two later at his sentencing. He's like, you know what? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. They always do. Um, and then... Don't think Jesus said to rape 13-year-old girls. He has the audacity at mm-hmm. his sentencing to say he did the girl a favor. Because after he raped, she went back to her parents. She went back to school and left the life of drugs and crime. You know, they say there's this part of a man's body. You know where the woman's uterus is? That's mm-hmm. the audacity. That's where they say the men store the audacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of this, the jury should be lenient because he helped her. Is he on crack? I don't know. I'm assuming not since he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, he ended up getting life in prison, and he's up for geriatric parole at the age of 60. He's now 54. Oh, great. So this man has the fucking audacity. Um, he was also accused of attacking four other women in the year Andrew was murdered. Okay. And was in and out of the prison of his old adult life. Okay. Um... Pat Brown also believes that he's a serial killer. Oh, because great. she's saying Andrea Sincata, he attempted to kill this thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah, but obviously she. But that's she said he attacked so many women. He's definitely more. But do you think he's meant to kill Andrea? Well, I guess he meant to kill a thirteen-year-old and thought she was dead. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe Andrea is the outlier that she did die, but I guess not. No, he had intentions to kill her. But what are his other? What were the other victims? Do we know? Because no, the 13-year-old said... girl versus Andrea is a big difference. Andrea was, what, 52? Something mm-hmm. like that? Like, that's a big I think he... difference in a victim profile there. Mm-hmm. But he just said they attacked four other women. Okay. I don't believe they died, but he attacked them. Um, obviously, he does fraud, too. <laughs> yeah, obviously, he does fraud on the side. <laughs> um, it's the trash masters. <laughs> so, according to Brown, there was barely an investigation of him at all by arlington police well i'm wondering if so where he lived maybe where he raped this girl was a different police jurisdiction than arlington so they probably you know how police don't like to communicate with each other that and it seems like kevin came to her with this story about the trash master so unless why didn't he go to the police i don't know Kevin. unless he did and they didn't but they also it seemed like the police just had tunnel vision on Chris. They were like, Chris did it and that's it. Okay. We're not looking to anyone else because they, they had said, no evidence. They said the community's safe, like he's not out there because they thought it was Chris. Well, and like now that I'm thinking about it, so she gave him his phone number. Like maybe he called her and was like, Hey, can I stop Are you looking at me? We'll get there. Okay, so should I stop talking? No, you can talk. You can like talk. my thought is like 
if he she wouldn't think twice if he called her and like showed up at the house or showed up at the house like saying oh there's something wrong with this like can you help me or whatever mm-hmm. like she would probably let him in yeah she seemed like she was very kind well and, and like just the trusting. fact that she gave him so, like there would be a reason he'd be there because she gave him the laptop not but just you're not gonna guess the twist oh great there's a twist <laughs> but yes it does involve her phone number okay he does call her okay at some point okay so, a few days after Andrea, he had a domestic abuse event with his girlfriend in Philadelphia. Where is this man's? All over the map? I mean, I guess Philadelphia is kind of far from... It's like... It's probably at least two hours. Two hours, an so hour and a half. So, Philadelphia is two hours from us, and then Washington's four hours from us. Yeah. So, I'm assuming, like... Yeah, probably halfway point. Yeah. Um... Brown interviewed the girlfriend, but Arlington police never reached out to her. Of course they didn't. Why would they? Because they didn't look into him at mm-hmm. all. Um, they did not look into Leonard's past. They did take... They said they did take fingerprints and DNA, but failed to search his home or any phone records. Well, though, was there even any DNA left of the crime scene? There wasn't there even was really DNA. technically a crime scene. The defense later on says there is DNA in her bra. That matched Leonard's. Okay, and we are not running with this? <laughs> Apparently not. No, that could have been there. Like, and you what? think if, like, they actually took the time to look into Leonard, he'd be easily linked to Andrea. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. So, the case went cold in 1999. Of course it did. Because they wouldn't listen to Pat Brown, because she was like, it's Leonard. She brought it to the police. It's Bobby Joe Leonard. Yeah. And I actually started writing his name as BJ because I thought it was funny. It was funny. I Does he like it. to I, be called Bobby Joe? I think so. Okay, then we'll call him BJ. Because I literally like to degrade the... Yeah. The no, me too. Persecutors? Prostitutes? What are they called? The the people who did it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to degrade them. Um, this was until 2021 when Bobby Joe Leonard and Chris Johnson were charged in the murder of Angie. And Chris? And Chris. Stop. What? Yeah. No. Wait. Trashmasters was a surveillance company. They were watching Andrea because Chris thought he was she was cheating. <gasps> Stop. No. Am I right? No. Mm, okay. We still like Chris. But he was charged. Doesn't mean he did it. They had to have something. No, they don't. They really don't. <laughs> they really, really don't. <laughs> we'll get to his trial if they don't. Okay, okay. Um, Kevin Sincata, her son, uh-huh. said he was surprised to learn that the authorities had identified Chris Johnson as a suspect. Why would they arrest both of them? Like, what was their <laughs> reason? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just keep thinking. <laughs> the family had supported Johnson even though, even when he was the first suspect in 1998. They were like, he did not do this. Okay. Um... But then, like, as, like, this came out in 2021, Kevin's also probably, like, obviously going to be, like, well, like, maybe I need to look at him. Mm -hmm. But, like, he never thought until he was charged. Yeah. That that Chris had anything to do with it. He said, the information Chris had shared with me up to the point did not give me a reason to think he was involved. All the information was coming from Chris. Okay. Um. Chris Johnson, between 1999 and 2021, he had a new wife, a new life. They always do. I mean, 
Did you expect him? Not My to? husband is not allowed to remain. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> and Leonard is was held in a maximum security prison, like on a mountain in Virginia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get to him. Um, so they try to escape. They always do. So, Parisa Degani Tafty. Okay. Is Arlington's Commonwealth attorney. Like, she's a prosecutor. Or a foreign prosecutor. I don't know what that means, but... I don't either. But go on. Um, she indicted both Johnson and Leonard in November 2021. But what was... what? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Stating that she was proud of the indictment. She said, she? I'm proud of the work we've done in obtaining indictments in a case for Andrea's family seeking accountability since 1988. Imagine... Or 1998. I was going to say 1980. <laughs> what happened? Imagine his new wife being like, what? And like, <sighs> like knowing me knowing the facts is like, I'm not sure you should be proud of this. Okay. Um, She's just out here fucking saying shit too. Pat Brown oh. said, I just thought this was hilarious when I was watching her video. She was like, this indictment is laughable because the court will indict a hand sandwich. Probably. <laughs> like, they'll Honestly. indict anything on anything. Um, <laughs> Tassie said it was years on great investigative work. But, like, they didn't investigate anything. Is this a man or a woman? Tafty? Mm-hmm. A woman. Mm. Yeah. Get your shit together, girl. Yeah. Like, were you there? So, Are you okay? <laughs> this was because Leonard confessed to the crime. Okay. He pleaded guilty to strangling Andrew back in 1998, but he did it because he said the man believed to be your boyfriend was going to pay him. Oh, so he hired this random ass guy as a hitman? Yeah, apparently. According to Leonard. Allegedly. He said he agreed to kill Sangata for $5,000. That's it? That's it. But he could not meme Chris Johnson. Okay. He could not meme Like, didn't know his name. Could not name him. Yeah. Could not name him. Um, either way, they were charged in a murder-for-hire plot. They both were charged. Like, but you have no other evidence? Yeah. Where was the $5,000? They have... He did not get that $5,000. What was his reasoning for not getting the $5,000? He didn't have one? He said, oh, he didn't leave me the five grand. So you just didn't anyways? Yeah. You just kill someone before you're given at least uh, we'll a deposit. Get there. We'll get there. Like I don't know how it works. You yeah. give people a deposit. But he just he just this convicted felon. He just didn't give five thousand dollars. Like he wouldn't be afraid for his life or anything. So I don't know how they did this because usually you need like a statement of Johnson saying that he killed Andrea or wanted to kill Andrea, and then they'd have to have proof that he gave him money or some other kind of evidence besides this random ass guy saying, "Yep, he and hired they me." They have no records of any of this. Like. Okay. Johnson never said anything about any of this. Um, in 2018, Leonard told Arlington County Detective that he spoke... Mind you, he is in a maximum security prison. Okay. Um, he told an Arlington County Detective that he spoke with Andrea over the phone about her computer. And he ended up... She ended up putting Chris on the phone because she didn't know anything about computers. Okay. <laughs> so does Chris remember this guy? Chris remembers talking to him on the phone. Okay, so that, so that really happened. True. Okay. But we'll see, like, I think it was borderline Leonard stalking Andrea. Okay. Um, then he said, then Leonard said he received a phone call about a man that claimed to be an Andrew, engineer and was Andrea's boyfriend. Chris was not an engineer. No, he, he was worked not. in construction. And he also said it was an older man on the phone. 
Which Chris was 35. Chris was 35 at the time and Leonard was only 30. So why would you think that a 35-year-old man was an older man? Yeah, weird. And they did not give an audio lineup for Leonard to, like, pick out his voice or anything. Police. Mm. None of that. They just believed him. Um, the male told him it needed to be done the next day, not to use a gun, and the money would be left in the closet. <laughs> but the money was not left in the closet? No. So, Leonard said when he showed up to Andrea's house, she let him in and gave him a soda. They had, they would have copies of phone records at this point. They didn't, they didn't look into his phone records. They're like, yeah, they you said, seems no legit. No phone records in 1998 or... You would have had know. phone records in 19... I mean, like, I at least some could, sort. I don't know if you could pull up the phone records from 1998 now. But, well, no, but back then. But they didn't look into them at all. Because they just... They had tunnel vision. They are like, it's Chris. Even though there was no evidence. And it's weird that Chris would report it at 1.30 in the morning that he found her body. Mm-hmm. Like... If he did it, he would have reported it when he got home. Yeah, and then like, oh, oh I, I was found her. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Um. He then, after she gave him the soda, he then strangled her, left her in the closet, but was upset there was no money in the closet. <laughs> but for this to happen, Chris would have had to assume the man on the phone, who you're randomly ha- helping with a computer. Yeah. Would be but down just to by his voice. Would be down to kill his fiance. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big assumption on Chris's part there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like imagine that conversation. And, hey, man. And, like I know you're like, like have my la- my computer and stuff, but uh, do you also do murder for hire? Yeah, and like Andrea just gave a computer to a criminal like randomly. You know, and like Chris did not know Leonard's name. He just called him the computer guy because <laughs> Leonard alleged that Chris looked up his court background but chris didn't even know his name he just called him the computer guy well because he would have no reason to have his name because he was just helping him with the computer yeah yeah and at leonard's ex-wife testified that the couple did not have caller id back in 1988 so he wouldn't have known that it was chris yeah. and he couldn't even name chris now yeah so uh what so how would he know like oh Kill Andrea. Who the fuck's Andrea? Right? Like, oh, you just bought a... I just gave you a computer, but, um, you know, can you kill my wife? Thanks. So then you would have to believe that Chris was ballsy enough not to pay a convicted felon $5,000 that's obviously interested in killing people. <laughs> and obviously can't. Because Leonard knows where he lives. And Leonard wasn't, number. like, freaking out that Chris didn't pay him? Like, yeah. didn't think about maybe targeting Chris because he didn't pay him? Yeah. Leonard knows where he lives. Knows his phone number and could easily have just called police. Like, this man's trying to get me to murder his girlfriend. I mean, I did it, but... <laughs> I meant, like, before this. Yeah. Like, how does he know that the man's not just going to report, like, this man wants me to kill his girlfriend? Yeah. Like, this is a lot of assuming on Chris's Yeah, part. right. This is a lot of assuming on the side of the police. Like... Yeah. This is hearsay, if I do say so myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So, why would Leonard lie? Because he's a turd. Like I said, he's in that Mexican security prison. Do you want to know why? Because he's a turd? He likes to rape his fellow inmates. <laughs> he's got issues. So he, he'll literally rape anyone. Like A ham sandwich, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. A ham sandwich. Uh, he obviously wants to lessen these charges and the conditions of his confession and implicating others where he would not be faced with the death penalty and that he'd be moved to a lower security prison. So he was doing it. So too either long. way, now he won't have the death penalty, and he's going to get moved. And can rape people just because again. he confessed, even though it was a total lie. 
Yeah. Um, so we move on to the trial of Chris Johnson. Dun dun. Remember that statement was not an actual confession. The one where he's like, I fell over her. Like, yeah. Because it made no sense. And Carrick was known for forcing confessions, no matter what. Well, even if he said that, now Leonard's saying something else that doesn't even line up at all. And I believe the interrogation center went on for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So like, Mans was broken Tired. down. Yeah, Delirious' wife is, fiance is dead. Yeah. Investigators had tunnel occasion because they would not accept that anyone other Chris would murder Andrew, even though Pat showed up a year later and told him about BJ. <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> um, and there's not a shred of evidence that Chris hired Leonard. Yeah, I mean, you... So here's the prosecution's argument. But don't you think you're investigating a person? So I think they were just like, yeah, Chris is a suspect. We're not going to even look into him because if we looked into him, we would probably check his phone records. Mm-hmm. We're just going to... Say, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Just so we're clear. Just so we're on the same page. And they obviously know for that in the Caroline Ham case, too. Yeah. They did the same thing. They're like, okay. it's this guy, so we're just gonna... We're just gonna... That's the, that's We it. don't care about the community and community safe. We're just... We're just here to close this case as yeah, fast yeah, as possible. Exactly. So, the prosecution's argument that Leonard had no reason for killing her and that he was the perfect hitman. <laughs> I... Killed... Failed to kill a 13-year-old, so I don't think he's the perfect killer. I was just going to say, um, man sounds like a doofus. So, doubt he's the perfect killer. And apparently, Chris, when they came to find Andrea, like police and paramedics, he kept saying, sorry, I'll take care of him. Sorry, I'll take care of him to Andrea's body. But this was probably survival's guilt. Like, it's not uncommon. It's like, it's common for people to apologize for not being able to stop and not being either. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't there and he wasn't able to stop it. So, like, you'd apologize. Well, and you don't know what you would say to somebody if you found... You know what I mean? Like, and you the, don't know what you would say. The I'll take care of him was probably in reference to her son. Oh, maybe. Like, I'll take care of him. I'll make sure he's okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, so I So, sorry, Andrea. I'll take care of him. I mean, if it was my husband, he'd probably like, I'll take care of him. I'll take care of him. <laughs> um, the prosecution said he was guilty because he found the vehicle and that... Leonard had no reason to kill Andrea. <laughs> or did he? And she, they said that she was not raped. But that's inconclusive. Okay. Um, in the rape of the 13-year-old, he used a condom, so there was no evidence. So how did the... Oh, well, I guess she, she picked him out. Mm-hmm. She could have said who it was. And, you know, she, they had evidence of him strangling her, so... Yeah, but didn't have... Okay. Never mind. Like, he, there was no, like, semen. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, like, bruising on Andrea, too. Like, yeah. she was defensive. Okay. Um, And, like I said, they had Leonard's DNA on her. Okay. In her bra, and I believe one other, on her face, maybe, somewhere else. So why would he be there? Why would DNA be on her? <sighs> Ask him. I'm asking the police. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, what, what is your reasoning? So, prosecution said, how would he know that she was home? Well, he was a convicted burglar. He loved doing this stuff. And apparently, he saw her 15 times. He said that? He said that he saw Andrea 15 times. So, that's why I believe that it was, like, borderline stalking her. Okay. Because why would he need to see her 15 times? But how far away was... 25 minutes, right? We determined that? That's so weird. I mean, I guess that's relatively it's like 20 minutes to your house yeah hmm. but i don't see you out in public 
And they said they don't have to prove a motive for Leonard, which is true. But, or they don't have to prove a motive for Chris doing it, which is true. You don't have to prove a motive, but like, there's no motive at all for Chris to kill her besides rage. But if you have no other evidence, you think you would want to prove a motive. Yeah. Because you have nothing else. Yeah. You have nothing. They literally have nothing. That that was the whole case. That was it. And I just debunked it the whole time. So the defense's argument that there was foreign DNA found on the body and bra of Andrea. Mm-hmm. That was Leonard's. Her clothes were half off and that they said that she was sodomized in the mouth. Okay, so that's obviously rape. Thank you. These were not confirmed, but the prosecution didn't deny any of these claims. They did not rebuttal any of this. You mean the defense? No, the prosecution. The defense is in claim of Chris. Oh, 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 oh. Prosecution's against Chris. Oh, okay. So it's still... The prosecution's for Leonard. Okay. For Leonard's story, and defense is for Chris. Gotcha, okay, okay. So the prosecution... Now, why would you hire a hitman and be like, yeah, just sodomize her in the mouth real quick, too? Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't check out. Yeah. They said Leonard, on every other crime, acted alone, so why would he start now? Which is... It's like... Relative, relative, whatever. He had a violent history, and it fits well within his other motives. Well, yeah. And there was no $5,000 by bank record or anything... Like, that Chris even tried to get $5,000. There's no record. Is there even any record that he had $5,000? Leonard also said he killed her at 1 p.m. But that doesn't line up. The time of death was 7.40 a.m. Okay. And this was after she went for a swim. Oh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But that's... Some people say that's why her clothes were, like, half off. Like, she was getting changed. But I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, and then they brought, the fence brought up that BJ would not have confessed unless it was already signed for him to be transferred from the Mexican security prison. And since the case was already sent around Chris, it would have been easy for him to pin on him and to get that geriatric release for cooperation. Now, how long was he serving before this? Like, he did was he get any life? So he, if he confessed, He'd be getting less time than if he didn't. If he confessed and got cooperation, he can have, I guess, geriatric release is if you're, like, 60 years old and you're on good behavior. Yeah. They will release you because you're old. Okay. Basically. Um, and he already told his girlfriend on the outside that he was, a week earlier, that he was getting out. A week before he confessed, he said he was getting out earlier. Weird. Mm-hmm. They also noted the sloppy police work, hours upon hours of missing interrogation footage from Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And police actually did a sting trying to get Chris to confess. Mm -hmm. They claimed that they were Leonard's family and that they were trying to get the money Chris owed him. And all Chris said is, I don't owe Bonnie Joe Leonard anything. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. Even if I did, I'd still say get the fuck out of my face. They also tried to use Kevin Sincata mm-hmm. to get a confession out of him, and they got nothing. Oh, no, Chef. Mm-hmm. And basically the prosecution's defense, or prosecution's argument was to believe Leonard. <laughs> just believe this guy, I promise. Even though he like tried to kill a 13-year-old, raped a 13-year-old. It's well within his motive. Just believe him. Um, 
Pat Brown actually goes on the prosecutor, like, saying that they had no case against Chris Johnson at all, which they really didn't. And the verdict only took an hour for the jury return, and they found Chris Johnson not guilty. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to give me fucking something stupid. I was going to punch you. No. <laughs> not guilty. It only took them an hour. That's thank very... God. That's a very short amount of time yeah. for a jury case. It is. And Kevin Sincata said, I don't think it'll ever be over in my mind, but there is a miscarriage of justice here. No, she's. Yeah. Can he sue the police department? He probably can. Hmm. Um, Pat Shout Brown, out to Kevin. Sue that police department. Pat Brown goes into grave tea deal about the heavy misconduct on the case from the investigators to the prosecution. So go check her out if you want to hear that. But to sum it up, um, Dikani... Tafti, the prosecutor, yeah. said, being a reform prosecutor doesn't mean you don't run away from hard cases. And in response, defense attorney Manuel Leva said, this case should have never been authorized to go to trial because you had no evidence. Yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah. I don't get how he was indicted and what evidence. I have no idea. Yeah. Because, you know, you need evidence It was for just a whole thing. But there was like, nope, least, this is the guy. At least he confessed that he did it. Yeah. Which everyone knew. They just weren't going for it. I so how long did it take to solve this? 24 years. Mm-hmm. God. 1998. And it doesn't sound like it's that hard of a case. No, they just didn't look into it. They just didn't care enough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that was the murder of Andrew Sincata. Wow. That was a long case, my friend. Yeah. It was a Interesting, lot. though. Okay. So now it's my turn, and let's bring you down again, because we just love... Bringing you down. Yeah. Well, hopefully this case is going to see justice very soon, so... My case is about Shanquella Robinson. Um, This this case has been covered in the media. Maybe some of you have heard about it. No. Kelly has not, because I think she lives under a rock. I am Patrick. (laughs) Twinkle, twinkle, Patrick star. Yeah, I do. So, this case is about Shanquella Robinson, who was a 25-year-old college graduate and a businesswoman. Um, hey. Yeah, she ran, right? She ran several boutiques um, and a children's hair braiding business in her hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. On October 28, 2022, Shanquella went on a vacation. Um, it said with her friend and five other people to Cabo, San Lucas, Shit. Mexico. But it seems like she was, like, kind of only friends with one person. The rest of them were kind of acquaintances. I've been there. <laughs> um, these people consisted of three men and three women. Um, and like I said, they were kind of more of acquaintance. Like, one was, like, her real friend and one was more just acquaintance. The rest were acquaintances um, from mm-hmm. her time as a student at Winston's- Winston-Salem University. Um, so it doesn't sound like she really, like, I don't know, knew these people very well. But yeah, I get that. I hate when that happens. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, so they checked into a rental luxury apartment at Porto Los Cabos Resort. And this was on the 28th, like when they got there. 28th of? October. This year? Yep. Oh, shit. Um, her mother talked to her that night that she got there, and she told her mother that they were having a meal prepared by a private chef. Oof. And that they were making plans to go swimming. Okay, but like, going back to like, she didn't know the other people, I do that. You do do that, and that's why we are concerned for your well-being. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and then it takes a turn. So she's out there living her best life. Go, girl. Get it. You're a businesswoman. 
doing the damn thing. Going to Cabo. Go, go enjoy your vacation. Mm-hmm. Private chef, love that for you. But the next day, on October 29th, 24 hours after their arrival, just after 2 p.m., a doctor from a local hospital was called to the resort where they were staying due to someone at the resort feeling unwell. Was this Robertson? Robinson, yeah. Oh. Around this time, Chinquela's mother, Salamandra Robinson, received a phone call from one of the people she was traveling with, um, stating that Chinquela was not feeling well and a doctor was on their way to take care of her. So she's still alive? At this point. Allegedly. It gets confusing. What? <laughs> allegedly. And you got to think, too, like, this is a whole other country she's in, so you're dealing with a whole other beast of people, like doctors in another country you know what i mean the translation yeah things could get weird things could get hairy mm. but anyways so this doctor um was on their way blah 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 um the doctor did arrive and that doctor was dr caroline beatrice ornelas gutierrez great pronunciation yeah did you love that I it was loved good it. it was great we struggled we're not sure if we like her yet or not so oh okay um she said that she said that she found a female in, this is a quote, in stable condition but dehydrated, disoriented, verbally unresponsive, unable to communicate, and appearing to be intoxicated. Okay. And that's stable to you? She can't communicate and is unresponsive? Oh. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. stable. That's very stable. Uh, that's, that's my kind of stable. <laughs> that is unstable, but thank you. Um, so the, the, the people there that she was with, um, gave the doctor an explanation that she drank a lot of alcohol. So they were kind of just I mean, saying she drank a lot of alcohol, but now she's not okay. I mean, it sounds like more like drugs, but okay. No, they said alcohol. Um, the doctor re- recommended that she be taken to the hospital, but the friends, quote, unquote friends, insisted that she be treated in the apartment room there at the resort and okay. refused to take her to the emergency room. Do, do you know if uh, Mexico has universal health care? Mm, no idea but it, it health insurance kind of comes up in this yeah. um the doctor this part confused me um so the doctor's like okay well i have to treat her so we're going to treat her here and unsuccessfully attempted to administer an iv <laughs> how do you unsuccessfully administer doctor, an iv you're a doctor i mean technically even here most nurses do that you're a doctor but what does it even mean, unsuccessfully attempt to administer an IV? I think doctors, like, even here, should go back and get the basics. Because a lot of, like, a lot of the times, nurses do that shit. Okay, like, I get that, but won't. then call someone. Get a nurse, yeah. I don't know why they're treating her at the apartment. Like, why? I, that I don't feel like that would in, fly in here. In here. <laughs> well, like, in America. I don't understand why they went to the apartment. Like, doctors don't do house calls here. Unless I think it's like a resort service kind of thing like because it's a tourism place you know what i mean that's what i'm gathering okay but i thought you said they called him from a hospital she was from a hospital but what i'm saying is like because it's a tourist area they probably have doctors that commonly go to the resorts to take care of patients instead of having them go to the hospital i would rather go to the hospital you would think that would be like the most i would love to have a second opinion yeah well her friend said no even like her friend friend like i guess after about an hour after the doctor arrived, um, Chanquilla suffered a seizure. Um, I don't really know about alcohol poisoning, but I don't know if you really suffer seizures. I don't know how it works, but... I mean, she's dehydrated, too. Like, I don't know. It could be a combination of everything. 
Um, finally, at 4.20 p.m., so the doctor came at 2, this is now 4.20, um, one of the group members finally called for an ambulance. Oh, my God. Um, and, like, why? Like, the doctor's there. Can't administer an IV. The doctor wasn't like, okay, let's do something about this. Yeah, like, the first thing you do is get fluids in that girl. Yeah, if you can't administer an IV, just be like, no, we have to take her. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, the ambulance is on its way, but Shanquella began to have trouble breathing. Um, her pulse began to drop and eventually stopped. Um, at 4.49 p.m., one of the friends and the doctor began to por- perform CPR. Do you need two people to perform CPR? No. If you're a doctor? Uh, but if the doctor doesn't know CPR, then yeah. Like, um, what? <laughs> Um, at 5.57 p.m., Shanquilla was declared dead after 14 rounds of CPR, five doses of adrenaline, and six I- AED shocks. Was this a real doctor? <laughs> Can we I don't know, her? but I think the pa- the paramedics finally arrived, and that's when they delivered the, the adrenaline and the yeah. AED shocks. That's how you say it, right? So no. the doctor didn't bring any of that. It doesn't sound like it, no. Oh. Um, but to, not to be in the defense of the doctor, because you don't really know what you're going into, but she was just called for someone feeling unwell. Mm-hmm. I don't think she even knew that there was alcohol poisoning, quote unquote, involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could assume, though, they're going to a, yeah. like an American run resort. Yeah. But anyways, so police did show up. Mm-hmm. Um, police did show up and they filled out a police report saying that she died from alcohol poisoning, although there was nothing really to back that up. And that there was no observation of internal or external injuries. Of course. Why would they? Yeah. So. Ooh. Is that like a Hannah Montana transition? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, yeah. So that was on the 29th. Um, the group then, like the people who she was with, returns from Mexico. Um, you know, at this point, they're thinking she died from alcohol poisoning, blah, 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 because that's what everyone's saying. Did they transfer her body back? Uh, I don't think at this point. Because she does have an autopsy. Mm-hmm. Um, the group then returns from Mexico and visits with Shanquilla's parents. The whole um, group or just the friends? It sounds like vi- like they all kind of went there, told their story kind of thing. Um, they, you know, were telling her family that the death was a result of alcohol poisoning. But the parents began to question the validity of this because they noticed several inconsistency in the group's story. Like, each person they talked to seemed to have a different story. Oh. Um, Some of the friends would say that um, a maid found her unconscious. Um, Some reported that they called the doctor, while others said the apartment concierge called the doctor. I guess it's hard, like you said earlier, like, for even the doctor to know what's going on. Yeah. But, I mean, you should be a doctor. You should be prepared for anything. You should be able to administer an IV. Do they mean she couldn't physically put the IV in the vein or she didn't bring it? I don't know. It, sound, it said she unsuccessfully attempted to administer an IV. So she oh, attempted. So she couldn't get it in the vein. That's what it sounds like. I mean, so, if you're dehydrated, um, your veins go For away. one, medical malpractice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some, again, uh, their stories just weren't matching up. Some say they found her unconscious on the floor. Others say she was in her bed. Some say she was in a chair. So uh, nobody really had a straight story. Um, her mother asked why no one had taken her to the emergency room, which is a very valid question. You're very valid, like extremely valid. But her friends said that her daughter's travel insurance, I'm assuming that's like travel health insurance when you're in a different country, mm-hmm. um, was in no, was of no use in Mexico and that the emergency room required $5,000 upfront in cash for her to be seen. 
which I feel like that's that not is true. not true. I feel like that's dumb. Yeah, no. If anything, if they did ask for anything, it'd probably be after services when you yeah. can't leave. I'd be like, then we're gonna figure out how to get her five grand. Yeah, like like that your would friend be me is as a not friend. okay. That'd be me as a friend is like, okay, we'll figure out how to make five grand right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so her friend, those people visited with her parents. Um, you know, after they got back. But on November 5th, 2022, the coroner's report was released after an autopsy was completed. This report said that the time of her death was October 29th, 2022, at 3 p.m. But she was alive at 4. Yeah. That's what the doctor said. Um, The cause of death was reported to be a severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is the separation of the base of the skull from, like, the atlas bone, which is the first bone in your neck. So it wasn't even... Uh, what? They also approximated that she died 15 minutes after receiving the injuries. What? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is a weird report because on the report it also asked whether or not the death was accidental or violent, to which the medical examiner replied, yes. <laughs> Just yes. Not yes. Not accidental, not violent, but yes. Both. <laughs> um, no mention of alcohol poisoning or alcohol at all was reported in this report either. And this is a United States doctor or Mexico? Uh, Mexico. So they have no idea what's going on. Probably not. Um, Shanquilla's mother had also reported that her daughter's body, because, you know, they got her body back, um, showed obvious signs of trauma, including a knot on her head, a bruised face, a swollen eye, and a busted lip. I do have a question. Yes. On the paper where he wrote yes. Yes. Was this an English document? No, it was translated. Oh, so you literally just wrote yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, her mom obviously saw signs of trauma, which the police in their report said there was no signs of internal or external trauma. But her spinal cord was still... Just, yeah. just... Well, and her mom's saying she saw, got her body back and she has a knot on her head, a bruised face, a swollen eye, and a busted lip. This Was this before or after the autopsy? This was before, uh, after. Because sometimes during the autopsy, you will get those things. But, like, all of them? Because, like, sometimes they gotta, like... They but gotta all of them? shit. Not all of them, but, like... I know there was that one... Oh, I forget his name. There was the one kid that was found on the mat. Okay, yeah, I know. Um, I want to say it's Kendrick something, Kendrick but I Johnson, Johnson maybe. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that's it. Like his bruising was because of the autopsy. Okay, but can't they tell if it's post mortem bruising? They should be able to. Okay, but I, don't but I meant know. if this is the mother saying that, she might not know that. Yeah, but to be devil's advocate. To yeah. be devil's advocate. Yeah. Um, since the release of the autopsy report, which is on November fifth, um, Shankwella's mother has not been able to get in contact with those people who went to Mexico with her. They just completely stopped answering her, stopped talking to her. Really? Disappeared. Did they get lawyers, do you know? I have no idea. But they disappeared. No one can get in contact with them. Did she get in contact with the Mexican doctor? Um, so at this point that that's released, I don't think yet, but they, they reopened the investigation. Okay. Um, so to top it all off, on November 15th, 2022, a couple videos had surfaced on Twitter of the day she had passed away on the tweet um the first video shows shanquella walking around the house with a man who is filming her and she's like one of the other guests yeah 
and she's trying to find her friends and she couldn't find them anywhere in the house. Um, eventually she finds... Wait, so this wasn't like a hotel room, it was a house? Yeah, it sounds like it was like a condo kind of thing, Did like multiple that? rooms. I just it out? Uh, I might not have said that. Oh. But it's <laughs> like, it sounds like it's a condo with multiple rooms. Okay. So she's walking around trying to find her friends, couldn't find them anywhere. She finally finds them um, in a room and they're all sitting in there talking to each other and kind of just go silent when she walks in the room. What the fuck? Yeah. And how old is she? 25. <gasps> Poor thing. Yeah, and you could find these videos on the internet. Oh my god. This next one is kind of rough, so just brace yourselves. Um, the second video shows um, a naked woman being brutally attacked by one of the group members. <gasps> And they posted this? To Twitter, yeah. Um, it shows the victim being punched in the head, being violently thrown from one side of the hotel bed to the other, being violently yanked by her neck, being thrown on the floor and kicked in the head with her knee before the, fi- the um, assault finally ended. Um, a man oh, filming the altercation yells, Quella, can you at least fight back? And she didn't fight back. She didn't. If you watch the video, she do- doesn't look like she wants to fight. Why the fuck? Frida, why the fuck would you do that? And if you did that, why would you post it? Yeah. Crazy. Do you want to watch the video? Yeah. Okay, let's pause it. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That was... That was something. Yeah, and you could briefly hear, like, someone was saying, like, can you at least fight back? And it sounds like she says no. Yeah. Cause it and, just- like, she just, like... They, like, throw her against, like, the bedpost. Yeah, and you could see the girl, like, picking up her head. on her, like, neck and her head. And, like, she just, like, sits there and the girl keeps yelling at her and she just, like, looks defeated. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you could find that video online. I'm not going to post it, but no. if you no. want to find it, it's out there. Um. Shanquella's mother did see the videos and had confirmed that it was her daughter in those videos. So, like, you think they invited her to Mexico to do this, like, I don't know. Stunt. It's so weird. And it's just, like, a weird circumstance where, you know, she doesn't really know these people, but she's there. Where's her friend? Like, was her friend in on this? I don't know. I've seen various things, because we'll get to it, but it sounds like it might have been her friend who was fighting her. Oh. Yeah. It's That's not confirmed, but... It sounds like that's who it could have been. If you hear it in the video, it says her name was Elise or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're not con- confirmed yet. But um, So after all this surfaced, um, Mexican authorities did reopen the case and say, you know, this is a suspicious death. Like, I, we don't believe it's alcohol related anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are investigating it as possible femicide. So I had to look that up yeah, I was gonna because I never heard of that before. But this is the gender-based murder of a woman or girl by a man. So I was like, huh, at first. But I did find out that in Mexico, when a woman is killed in the country, they first investigate it as femicide and then oh, determined if it's not, that's so the common. causes. It, yeah, it must be so common um, in Mexico that they first just assume it's that. And then they look to see at the specific circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI has also gotten involved at this case. Um at the end of November, an arrest issue, uh, <laughs> an arrest warrant was issued for a friend of Robinson, whose name is yet to re- be released. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel De La Rosa An- Anaya, 
A Mexican prosecutor said, This case is fully clarified. We even have a court order. There is an arrest warrant issued for the, the crime of femicide to, to the determinant of the victim and against an alleged perpetrator, a friend of her who was the direct aggressor. Actually, it wasn't a quarrel, but instead a direct aggression. So it sounds like they're saying she was just straight up attacked. Well, that's what it looks like in the video, too. Like, yeah, it wasn't a fight. fight. Like, she was, like, it basically was jumped. Yeah. Um. So they have someone in mind. They have an arrest warrant, but they have yet to issue, like, the name of this person. Um. The Mexican authorities did warn that this could be a long process for an American to be extradited to Mexico because the crime happened in Mexico. So you will face your your trial, your sentencing. You will face... It, Mexicans prisons, which I don't know how Mexican prisons are. Can't imagine they're a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did say it's, it could be a long and slow process. So even though they're both American. The crime happened in Mexico. Can he get both? Can he get tried in America too for her murder? If it's a man. If, well, that can a person <laughs> get tried in America? I'm going to say no because the crime didn't happen in America. But they're both American citizens. Doesn't matter. The crime happened in Mexico. I guess so. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I, I want whoever's penalties are worse. Right? Like, <laughs> um, so it could be a while before we actually see justice, but it does seem like things are moving in the right direction. Um, oh, my God. That's yeah. terrible. Like, I don't know how you could, like... Like, she was not fighting back. No. At all. Mm-mm. How could no. you just do that? And, like, to sever a spinal cord... Is a lot. It's a lot, a lot. It seems to me that she was kind of set up. Like, if you watch the video of... The other video of, um, like, her trying to find her friends, and then they're all ominously, like, sitting in that one room. Like, they knew it was going to Like, happen. almost, like, plotting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Just weird. Like, you think that she was invited on this trip for this reason. Well, then you think about it. How did she... She was naked in that video. Yeah. How did she get naked? I don't know. And why is she fighting naked? And, like, maybe she was fighting before and she just gave up at this point. Yeah. Like, that's only just, like, a, a clip, so you don't really know. But why would you record it anyways? Mm-hmm. And she seems, like, even, like, lethargic in that. Yeah, she does. But then isn't it so bizarre that they're saying that the, the medical examiner says she died 15 minutes after she Receive those injuries. Mm-hmm. But then the doctor said they were there for hours. Yeah. What's the truth? It had nothing to do with dehydration. It had nothing to do with any of that. No, and if you were a doctor, you would obviously see those injuries. And Unless they weren't a doctor. Unless they called someone and had someone in on it. I don't know. But And then to me, for the police to get there and say there's no internal or external injuries, regardless, like you're not going to be able to see a severed spinal cord. Mm-hmm. But she was being brutally beaten. She would have had some kind of injury that you would yeah. have witnessed. Mm-hmm. You just didn't look. Yeah. I agree. And the doctor didn't make any reports of that either. Mm-hmm. So, bizarre. Yeah. So, hopefully we will see some justice for Shanquella because... Definitely, because, like, that's ridiculous. Not not just ridiculous. It's fucking horrifying. And get better friends. <laughs> get better friends. Like, don't trust people. Right? Crazy. So? Like, my only thing is, like, maybe she was, like, drugged, and that's why she's so, like... But, I don't know, would the medical examiner be able to determine whether there was drugs in her system? By her blood, yeah. But they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even say anything about alcohol. But maybe, like, in Mexico, maybe it's not a thing where you do a tox screen on a suspicious guest. Like, yeah. You don't I'm know. actually surprised they even did an autopsy. 
Yeah, and like that poor, not only poor Shanquella, but her mom too, like to think that her daughter's just going off to have a great vacation. Well, and then her friends come back and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. She died from alcohol poisoning. Now they're all gone because the autopsy report came back and that's not the case. And did you think it wasn't? (coughs) Did you think these videos weren't going to surface? Yeah, and how did they surface? And why would Because it would have been someone in that room to send them off to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't necessarily... Maybe the police did have them, but then someone leaked them on Twitter. But it sounds like the first time Shinquala's mom saw them was through Twitter. So it wasn't like they posted them to Twitter? No, I don't think so. Oh, like they just got posted to Twitter? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, in a way, thankfully they did because it sounds like that's what made investigators kind of open it back up and really look at it. they clearly call her like Quella. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like they weren't trying to hide. And the mom identified that it was her. Because like the original, like the video we saw was blurry. Yeah, no, it wasn't blurry. That was just blurry to protect. Mm -hmm. But yeah, crazy. Fuck. And I'm just so curious to see why the doctor was reporting the things that they did. Mm-hmm. But the time isn't right. So who's who's wrong? I'm gonna. Say, I mean, a time of death, I guess, is hard. But I'm gonna say the first doctor's wrong because they're also saying that she was dehydrated and alcohol and her spinal cord wasn't severed. Because if your spinal cord is severed, you're pretty much done. So. Yeah, so yeah, which would make sense much. if she passed away within 15 minutes. Yeah. But the doctor claims to be there for, like, three hours, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that's bizarre. We don't like the doctor. You were right. Yeah, so we don't like the doctor. We don't. So we need to question her as well. Yeah. I hope the story gets... Yeah. Um, she did, they do, The family does have a GoFundMe. Um, I believe they raised, like, $360,000 or something like that. And do you see where they were from? North Carolina. You did say that. And I know, like, some big, like, I think, is it Curry, I, Kyrie Irving? Is that a basketball player? I have no clue. Um, You're asking anyways, me. some NBA player did, like, donate a lot to the family um, to help with the investigation, so. I'm glad. Yeah. Hopefully, you I know, hope... I don't want this case to die, and that's why no. I wanted it to, to do this one. I know it was from November, but I wanted to make sure it's still out there this because. It's just disgusting imagine i can't i can't imagine yeah i mean imagine you're thinking you're going on a trip with your friends and, and like she's probably already nervous because she doesn't know the other people very well yeah exactly and you're you're not in a place where you could just call your mom and say come pick me up mom, you're scared. in mexico mm-hmm. and no the last time her mom talked to her it seemed like everything was fine they were having dinner prepared for them mm-hmm. going swimming and, and how often did her mom talk to her while she's in mexico well, she was only there for 24 hours, so she talked to her mom. Oh, like this would happen within 24 hours of being there. Yes. And like, did they continue their vacation after Shanguela? Um, I'm not sure. So from what I found, it seems like they didn't. So this was the 29th that she passed away. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they didn't come home until early November. Jesus Christ. I can't confirm that, but that's what it sounds like to me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, there's two ways. Either she was brought there to be killed. Yep. Or some fight happened with her and that friend. And since she was not a part of that friend group, they just chose the friend. Yeah. And ganged up on her. Yeah. I'm thinking the first one, that she was brought there to be. But just so bizarre. 
I hope not. I hope it was some freak accident, but by that video, it was not. Yeah, no, and it, that does not scream alcohol poisoning to me. No. Even if she was drinking, that does not give you the right to fucking does not give beat you the a shit out of her. severed spinal cord. Yeah, no, the alcohol does not give you a severed spinal cord. Mm-hmm. And, so. like, how... I'm assuming it's very hard to sever a spinal cord. Well, and especially her skull was detached from the base of her neck. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something. That's something. That's something. So, yeah, just wanted to bring attention to that one, and hopefully we'll keep you updated, and hopefully we get some justice on that one. Mm -hmm. So, that's what we have for today. Remember to follow us on Instagram at... Suspicious, I guess. Oh, okay. And send us an email at... Suspicious, at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you were trying to get me to do that. I was, I was. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All I want to do is zoom, a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just shake your butt. Oh. You don't know that one? No. Mm.